0: good morning everybody man it's so good to see you here also if you're brand new with us today you're checking us out man look no further we think this is a great church but ma'am, can we just clap and welcome you today man thank you for being here today thanks for checking us out Thank you so much for being here today. My name is Pastor Jeremy, along with my uh, beautiful wife, Pastor Lindsey. Man, we co-lead this thing called Avenue Church. We're about four and a half years old. And man, God has been so faithful because God's people are faithful. And it's been amazing what God has been doing. And so I'm going to jump into a few quick announcements real quick. Growth Track, Growth Track. How many you know what Growth Track is, right? Growth Track Avenue Church. And uh, man, we've had a lot of things it's been transitioning and going on in our nation, our world, as well as our church. And uh, man, I'm just so excited that, uh, man, our church is thriving. Man, our church has some momentum on what God is doing so we can reach people for the city of Las Vegas. Yesterday, Pop-Up Market, right? Uh, man, I want to give it up for Linda Arturo, uh, Faith, uh, all you guys were there serving at Pop-Up Market feeding over 300 cars, giving them food as well. But our growth track, we are now going to uh, rename it, and growth track will now be called Connect. 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 Come on, we give it up for that. And so you will not hear growth track anymore. You might hear it formally growth track, but we want you. We want to call it Connect because we have three things we want to do. We're always simplifying things. We're always changing things. But I want you to know the message stays the same. And so we want to connect you to your place. To your people, and to your purpose. We want to connect you to your place. Man, how many know this is a good place to have some deep roots, all right? This is a life-giving place. We want to be the healthiest church that we can be so we can be healthy people. Man, we're not here to grow a big church. We're here to grow big people. Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. But also your people, man. Who you do life with? Man, who do you hang out with? We got the front row people right here. This is your people. This is their people, all right? And so, man, we got to find your people. We do that through small groups. Man, we do that through survey. We do that through community on Sunday morning as well as your purpose. God placed a unique purpose. On the inside of you before he placed you on this earth. And that's Ephesians chapter 2. And so we have some powerful giftings in this church, but also we're going to do a connect one day. Connect one day. And so go on our website, avenuechurch.cc, and you're going to see uh, this logo. You're going to see connect one day. We're going to do two classes, two booklets into one day, and we're going to feed you lunch. Come on, give, me, give it up for Jason's deli, you know? But we're going to feed you. Pastor Lindsay and I will be there along with our connect team, and man, we want to help you discover your place, your people, and your purpose. And there's some people in this room, you are a hidden gem, all right? You got some giftings on the inside of you that you're just coming, you're like, you're, like, you're just loaded with purpose, and you do even know it. And you're coming in here on Sunday, and man, that purpose, God, the Holy Spirit's doing something on the inside of you, and then we walk out. I'm here to tell you, sign up for Connect, all right? Sign up for Connect. There's some powerful people in this room, and so I'm excited for you to go to Connect one day. Let's get in our Bibles. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We're in the middle of a series, our collection of talks entitled, On Earth As It Is in Heaven. And I love Matthew chapter 6. Jesus tells his disciples, guys, guys, listen. I want you to pray like this. I want you to pray like this. Turn to your neighbor and say, pray like this. All right? Pray like this. Turn to your other neighbor that you completely ignored and say, you can pray too. All right? But here's what it says. Jesus said, pray like this Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Come on, where are the church people at? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be be thy name. Come on, thy kingdom come. Some people are like, thighs? What? (laughs) Thighs, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts. So also we have forgiven our debtors. Lead also not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, I thank you that your word, it's not just a history book, but it's our manual for today. I think your word is living and breathing. I think your word is powerful. God, I thank you that many of us, every single person in this room, we're going to hear your word today, and we're going to leave here totally transformed, totally changed. We're going to walk out with purpose. We're going to walk out with hope today. We're going to walk out with tools and resources for our Monday and our Tuesday and so on and so forth. So Holy Spirit, thank you for what you're doing in this place today. Holy Spirit, I pray send the angels down from heaven and cool down Las Vegas, Nevada to a balmy 85 degrees, Lord. And Father, I pray for a Dunatos basketball team. Father, I pray we win tonight. We are 0-3 and we do it with gladness for your praise and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen, and amen. We're playing at Shadow Hills, 630. We're awesome. We are awesome. Oh, and three. Come on, somebody. But here's what I love. I love that Jesus had prayed in like this. Now, I got to ask you a question this morning. Uh, man, how many remember, uh, kind of in the 90s, 80s, I mean, this has been going on for, centra, for hundreds and thousands of years, but how many remember the, the household staple the Sloppy Joe. You remember the Sloppy Joe? You sloppy Joe. Uh, how many remember the Sloppy Joe? I mean, it's, it's, it is literally barbecued ground beef, right, put between two delicious pieces of bread. And, and, and how many know, you don't just put like one scoop on there. You like, it, it's sloppy, all right? It's overflowing. It is a Sloppy Joe. I mean, we either ate Sloppy Joes or Hamburger Helpers. Where my Hamburger Helper people at? Right, how many still do hamburger helper? All right. You're like, Pastor, but I season it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now my wife, Pastor Lindsay, she's a wonderful cook, all right? I gotta say real quick, ADD just jumped in. Online audience, welcome. Keep me we clapping, welcome our online audience. So glad you guys are on today do me a favor on the audience, find some juice, all right, find something to drink, and find something that's carbohydrates, bread, cracker, and set it to the side, all right, and so my wife, she's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, great cook, wonderful cook, and, uh, and so we try to do most things co, all right, co-league, co-cook, and so she'll cook, I'll do the dishes, I think that's a good uh, relationship, and, uh, but she'll make sloppy joes, but she'll do it from scratch, all right, she'll get ground turkey, okay, ground turkey. She'll put in onions. She'll put in, like, red pepper. She'll put paprika, all right. She'll put in uh, uh, all kinds of flavor, and it's a really good sloppy joe. It's like a healthy sloppy joe. Sometimes she does turkey meat. Sometimes she does the fake stuff, you know, and she's like, did you tell, you know, and my dad's always like, yeah, I could tell, you know, and and so she'll make a sloppy joe, and it's wonderful, accompanied with a beautiful salad, and Pastor Lindsay's watching online, I'm sure. Hey, honey, and uh, but one night, She said, for dinner, it's Sloppy Joe's. Can you cook it? I said, you got it. All right, you got it, babe. And so I had the boys, you know, boys were out playing, and I got all the ingredients together that she set out. I got the ingredient list there, and it's like step one, cook the meat. So I'm cooking the meat. Step two, chop up red peppers. And I'm going, you know what? I'm going to read before I just go through that, because that's what I do, right? I just kind of read it and leave read it leave and so i'm reading through the thing and it's like chop this up chop this up and then put this ingredient in there and then like like i was like where's the barbecue sauce she's putting in brown sugar right and tomato sauce and making the barbecue sauce from scratch and i look at all these things i said "Uh uh-uh i'm from the midwest i'm from north dakota and so here's what i did i browned the meat i went into the pantry grabbed barbecue sauce dumped it on the meat put it together got the buns out, put the bread, you yeah. boys, sloppy doughs. can I tell you, afterwards, Levi goes, mom, mom, <laughs> he was like, I'm not eating this, right, and he's like, mom, these are better than yours, <laughs> right, even my sister-in-law, she came over, she has some of my, literally, just browning the meat, dumping stuff on, done, it's like hamburger helper, you know, And so my sister-in-law, Pastor Lindsay, goes, okay. uh, We're just competitive, right? She's like, okay, which ones do you like better, mine or his? She's like, honestly, his. Can I tell you something? People are enjoying the substitute instead of all the ingredients. And here's what I love. Jesus said, pray then like this. Can I just tell you, the Lord's Prayer should be a pattern, not a substitute. Come on, every single morning, every single day, we pray. We don't just dump everything on it, and we call it a day, and we say, thank you, Jesus, and we walk off on our merry way. Jesus said, no, 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 no. It's not a substitute. It's a pattern. It's a pattern you take. Many of us, we do this in our own lives. I do this as well. We'll pray. We'll get up. We're tired. We'll get our coffee, and we'll say, uh, I admit, our our Father who's in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. I've been in prayer meetings, right? My ADD kicks in. I'll be, my Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I, I do, I, thy kingdom come. Th- I like your shoes. Th- Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and, and Father, forgive us of our debts. How I many you know what I'm doing? We're just praying because it's a substitute. For many of us, it's just something we check off. How I many you know preachers do this too? I do this a lot on this platform. You know, it's, instead of like, instead of giving you some meat and potatoes, I'll say, "Say, come on, somebody, I'm preaching louder than you're shouting at me." But can I tell you, it should be a pattern not a substitute. Somebody, what do you mean by that, Pastor Jeremy? So Jesus said, I want you to say, Our Father, God, thank you that last week at Avenue, I learned that you're my heavenly Father. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're my, you're my earthly dad. You're my heavenly Dad, Thank you that you are in heaven, our Father who is in heaven. Thank you that you chose me. Thank you that I'm your masterpiece. Thank you that you created gifts inside of me beforehand. Father, thank you that, that your name is hallowed. Your name is holy. Thank you that you are perfect. Thank you that you're my heavenly Father who is holy and perfect and good. You know what bad things for me? You want good things for my life. Father, thank you so much. I want your kingdom to come. Let the benefits of heaven be evident in my life today. I want signs and wonders and healing and miracles on the way to work. At work today, I pray someone's arm hurt. I pray in the name of Jesus, be healed. And they go, get out of, oh, it's healed. You know, like, Father, I want miracles. I want your kingdom to come. I want your will to be done. Let it be your ways in my life, not my emotions, not my feelings. But God, let your will be done. Closed close doors at need to be closed and open doors that need to be opened. Father, I thank you and according to your will, a closed door is not rejection, but it's a change of direction. God, thank you for what you're doing in my life on earth as it is in heaven. That may every single day be like heaven. So this is not not a substitute but the pattern. And Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Here's what I love. Jesus said, give us this day so our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And the disciples are going, this is radical. This is intense. I've never heard of this way to pray. I'm trying to pray not to break over 600 laws at that time. Not just 10 commandments, but over 600 commandments. So Jesus is already blowing their minds, and then Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread bread and here's what's interesting bread had a different significance to them than it does for us today this bread is more than the bread they bring out at cheesecake factory come on somebody right this bread is more than the bread at texas roadhouse thank you jesus with that honey butter come on but for them bread was only a way to remember bread was only a way to remember So in Exodus chapter 16, so the disciples automatically, they thought about Exodus 16. When Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread, that was a trigger word for them. And that bread meant what God did for Moses and the Israelites. So God takes Moses, he's splits the Red Sea, they run away from Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, baby, let my people go. And the Lord said to Moses, behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you. you know, bread's also a, a wage thing, right? So, whoever wrote the song, they stole it from Exodus chapter 16. Make a ray, make a ray. <laughs> I promise you, everything's in the Bible. Promise. Nothing's, you, nothing is original. And the people, if you're brand new today, I'm kidding. All right, I'm just having fun. I'm the lead pastor. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion. Which you catch this up? a day's portion every day. So bread's going to rain down from heaven because you're hungry. You're starving. But I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out bread unto you, wherever you're at, that I may test them whether they walk in my law or not. What's the law? There's so much more to that, but he said just gather a day's portion. Don't be greedy. So I'm going to gather this. Now the house of Israel called its name Manna. Come on, somebody. Man, I love this. This is what their bread was like. It was like coriander seed, white. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Can I just tell you, God's not raining now like cheap bread. Alright, his bread isn't stale, alright, or cardboardy, right? His bread, it tastes like wafers made with honey. And Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations. Omer is a handful. Let a handful of it be kept throughout generations so that they may see the bread. I want you to see The bread which I fed you in the wilderness, which I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the people of Israel ate the bread daily from the sky for 40 years. For 40 years. It didn't happen one day. That's a miracle. It happened every single morning for 40 years. Years till they came to a habitable land, till they made it to their destination, till they arrived, till they got to a place. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. I love this because Jesus is going, Guys, pray this. Give us this day our daily manna. Give us this day, Exodus 13, what God did for the people of Israel, God wants to do it for you. And so what Jesus was doing was he was moving them from remembering to depending. Because before this, they didn't depend on anybody but themselves. And bread was so significant for them because bread was all about remembering, right? That's God's bread. That belongs to the temple. And, and we, we literally, once one, every, every year, we have the feast of the unleavened bread so we can remember what God did in Exodus 13. But I'm going to put that in a different compartment. And every single day, it is dependent on me to go to work to get bread so I can feed my family. And it's contingent on me every day to survive. Literally, they didn't have sick days back then. So if you missed a day, you missed your family's meal for that evening. And so they're saying, you know what? God, we we love you. This is amazing, but this is too radical for us. What Jesus wanted, he wanted to move them from remembering to depending. We will always remember, but Jesus said, ask God for your daily bread. He was not. Necessarily, fully talking spiritual for them at this point. God is saying, you can depend on God for your personal needs. You depend on God for your personal needs. Because what's interesting there? Exodus 13, they're in the wilderness, they say, how could you bring us out here? At least back in Egypt when we were enslaved in oppression, right back in Egypt, at least they fed us. And that's when God said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour bread into your lives. Every single day day. What God did in the wilderness is he moved them from surviving to thriving. Don't pray that you only survive, but that you'll thrive. When you pray, God, give me this day my daily bread, it doesn't mean, God, I hope I survive today. I hope today I thrive. I hope I thrive. But I want you to know, I love this. Jesus instructs us only to ask for today's bread because today happens Every day. See, when it says daily in the original Greek and Hebrew, there's no word for today. It's almost like today and tomorrow. And so if you, I begin to study that further. Instead of asking, Jesus, give me my daily bread today and tomorrow. Give me enough to last the week. Give me enough so, so I can get into the fall season. Or give me enough so I can, you know, feed my family for Thanksgiving. No, the Bible instructs you, only ask for today's bread because today happens every day. Don't worry about tomorrow. Matthew chapter 6, I love this. Therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow. For Tomorrow, be anxious for itself. Other translations say tomorrow's going to take care of itself. Sufficient it's for the day... Is its own trouble. So pray for today. Pray for today. That so I want you to know that your Father in heaven will give you what you need for today. He will give you what you need for today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day my daily bread. Give me today what I need. I love this, Luke chapter 12. Jesus is really hammering this on the, on, his, on the disciples. He said, don't seek to what you're to eat or what you're gonna drink, nor be worried. There's some people in this room, I've been a youth pastor where I've been driving kids to camp and literally in the van, I know I still got 45 minute drive to get to the campsite so we could feed the kids and all of a sudden 12 o'clock hits and I've seen the entire van just turn and people are going, I'm hungry and they get hangry and they get angry and I need to pull over and find a fast food joint now before they just start going crazy. I love this. Don't seek what you're to eat, what you're to drink, nor be worried for all the nations of the world Seek after these things, and your father knows that you need them. God knows what you need every single day. He knows what you need every single day. Now hear me out. Doesn't mean we don't work. I'm gonna work like it depends on me, but I'm pray like it depends on God. Because God takes care of my needs. I have worked very hard without God and got less results. Then I've worked less, but depended on God, and got more results. I love this. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Father, give me today my daily bread. I'm seeking you today, about, so these things will be added to me. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is God's Good pleasure to give you what you need. It is God's good pleasure. Some of us in this room we have a hard time with this because we think God just wants to punish us. And God, Jesus Himself is saying, no, He wants to bless you. So He says, this: sell your possessions, give to the needy. I'm going to I'm going to tie this in for you in just a moment because some of you are like, I knew what kind of church this was. I knew it. But it says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with muddy bags that do not grow old. But this is, have some nice stuff, all right? But also, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches it, no moth can destroy it, for your treasure is there, your heart will be also. But I pray, our Father in heaven, when I say, God, give me this day our daily bread, it shows where my treasure is. Saying, God, I depend on you today for my daily needs. For my daily personal needs. And for many of us in this church, I've asked people, what does daily bread mean? Spiritual nourishment. What else does it mean? I don't know. And begin to realize that when we pray daily, because today, today comes every single day, that you're without, that you're not without. You have exactly what you need. You know, um, my son Levi, he uh, was you know, He's learning about money and finances and tithing and giving. And he's learning that uh, if if he cleans his Nana's pool, she might give him 20 bucks or she might give him $100. You know, he's realized if she cleans her pool. She might say high five. But if he cleans his uh, uh, grandpa's pool, he gets $100. He just he just he's understanding the equation of things. And I love that my son has money. He'll save it from birthday or Christmas or chores or whatever. And he saves money. And I love it when he has money. I mean, when he's got like $50, I mean, he's all like, I'll pay for lunch. <laughs> right? Like the other night, I was getting ingredients together. And he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I was like, I'm, we're going to make dinner. He's like, give me a pizza tonight. It's on me. <laughs> I was like, you think we're going to buy pizza just because you got to pay for it, right? Give me some money right now. I love this, because anytime he's like, let me pay for it, right? Well, how many know, I'm buying the pizza anyway. I'm buying the meal anyway. And he gets to keep his money, you little stinker, you know? And it's like, pay up, son. And how many know, he eventually gets his money back because he's my son. How would you live if you knew you had more than enough every single day. Here's what happens when you have that kind of mindset. Instead of saying, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, so I got to keep on everything. I'm going to ask you, when you live knowing that God's going to provide your daily bread, you're going to have all that you need for today. Generosity actually increases rather than decreases when you have more than enough. That's a good place. Come on. Generosity increases rather than decreases. How many know, if you, I mean, we are at the pop-up pantry, and uh, your cars are coming through, and it's hot, all that, and uh, my wife and I were at the pop-up uh, last month, and uh, all of a sudden, the last car came by. Steve's like, last car, and all of a sudden, the car came by, and there's, we have a pallet full of food, and with that pallet, after the car leaves, We have to put it, so we have to take it somewhere and we have to try to get rid of it. So, what's your pastor do? I grab, what is that, three boxes of butter. Come on. And three boxes of butter, and I put it in the last truck, like there's all the butter you need. Come on, somebody. Because when you have enough, you're actually more generous. Generosity increases rather than decreases when you have more than enough. Church, I want to ask you, Man, how will we live knowing we have more than enough for today? How would our finances change? How would our generosity change? Would we pay for that person's groceries? Man, would we scholarship or give? Man, what would we do knowing that I got more than enough for today? Now, hear me out. I believe in planning. I believe in retirement savings account, college funds. I believe in those things. I believe we have to have wisdom, and God gives us that wisdom. But Jesus talked about where your heart is. In your heart, do you trust me? In your heart is your treasure up there, or is it in your checkbook, your bank account? Where is your heart? And I love this in uh, Matthew chapter 14. Now it was evening, and the disciples came to Jesus, and they said, "This is a desolate." place. So Jesus is teaching crowds of people. And the evening had come. And they said, this place is terrible. Somebody in this room, you feel like you're in a desolate place. In a desolate place. They said, the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. I love the disciples, all right? They're like, hey, listen, all right? You got the planner right here. This is the planner. Listen, uh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, preach all you want, right? Daily bread, forget people, yeah, awesome. But there's a lot of people who are in a desolate place, all right? You need to send them away so they can buy their own food, because I know some moochers in this place, right? I know some freeloaders. It's like, we cannot feed them. I love this. Jesus goes, they need not to go away. You give them something to eat, and they said to him, uh, Jesus, we only have five loaves and two fish. I mean, there was the story's going, right? We only have five pieces of bread, five loaves of bread, and we only have two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. I love this. The disciples said, We only have. Catch that? Let's feed them. Hey, we only have enough for us. I only have enough barely feed twelve disciples and Jesus. There's something that happens when you're afraid or worried or even controlled. There's something that happens when you want to keep it. See, when I give, I'm depending on daily bread. But for so many of us, maybe in this context for today, that we believe that tithing is not a budget issue. It's a discipleship issue. It's a relationship issue. But hear me out. I understand when we go, I need that 10%. I need that 20%. I can't give to the church. I can't give to that organization or to that nonprofit because I don't know if I'll survive. I don't know if I make it. But there's something that happens that when I give, I'm saying, God, I'm afraid. God, I really need that. But I'm depending on you. Give, us, give me today my daily bread. And Jesus did the same thing. He took the bread and the fish. He ordered the crowds to sit down. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven. And he said a blessing. I wonder what he said at that moment. I wonder if he said, give them this day, their daily bread. And fish on the side, because you're a good God. Give us this day your daily bread. Then he broke the loaves, gave them to disciples. The disciples gave them to the crowds. They all ate, and they were satisfied. I want everyone to say this word here. They all ate, and they all were. Now, I don't know if you've been to, but uh, uh, my family really loves in and out. In and out, people, right? In and out. My family loves in and out. Now, for me, it's okay. All right, because I can't figure out the in and out ratio to, in order to feel full. Can I get an amen? Right, I'll eat like two burgers and fries, and I'm like, I'm still hungry, I'm not satisfied. But when I go to church's chicken, come on, somebody. Not the actual church's chicken, all right? I'm talking about Chick-fil-A. Come on, somebody. Right? I'm talking about BJ. I'm talking about, uh, what is it? Uh, Slater's 50-50. Come on, somebody. Right? When I go to a place, I am satisfied. I love this. I have been to major conventions and church events and given Little Caesars pizza, and I was never satisfied. But here's what it said. The disciples gave them to the crowds. They all ate, and they were satisfied. They took up the 12 baskets full of broken pieces left over. Those who ate were about 5,000 men plus women and children. So they believed 10,000, 11,000 were there today fed by the little that they had because Jesus multiplied it. Jesus said, I'm going to give them their daily bread. Can I just ask you, I want you to, do do we ask God to provide for our personal satisfaction every single day? Because it goes beyond just meeting my needs. God, satisfy me. Satisfy me. And I love this. When we say, God, give us this day, my daily bread, we're asking God to provide and satisfy. I'm asking God, God, I don't want to survive today. I want to thrive today. So give me today my daily bread. I'll give. I'll tithe. I'll, I'll do what I can. I'm trusting you. I'm depending on you. And I love this in John chapter 6. So there's another journey. And the disciples went on the other side of the sea, and Jesus said, I'll meet you over there. And somehow Jesus gets over there. And the disciples, when they found him on the other side, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? You went on the boat with us. How did you show up? And Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, <laughs> you, are, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, because you ate your fill of the bread. I love it. Jesus was like, I, I transported here. All right. Yeah, man, they're like I walked on water. I could do that. But Jesus said, No, 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 no. I see your heart. And he said, You're not here, you're, you're, you're seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the bread. You saw what I can do. And he said this Man, I, Guys, listen, don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Listen to me, church. When Jesus prayed a prayer, he said, Guys, I'm gonna help you bring heaven to earth. I'm going to change. Heaven's a different mindset. Heaven is a different measurement. Heaven is a different standard for our lives. And Jesus said, man, when, when he said daily bread, he said, I'm going to provide for your personal needs. I'm going to provide for your finances. I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour a blessing over your life. But the disciples never took bread as spiritual nourishment. They only took bread as remembering instead of depending. And so Jesus takes them on a journey. He said, boys, listen, in Exodus 13, God raised manna down from heaven so they could eat it. It didn't make them spiritually full. It made them physically full. But then Jesus said, listen to me. I have food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man, Jesus, will give you. I want you to understand, God wants to provide all your personal needs and your spiritual needs. Everything I said today relates to the spiritual as well. That when I want a good meal, I want to leave satisfied. When I go into the presence of God, I want to leave satisfied. Amen. Somebody got that. Come on. I love this. Jesus said, John chapter 6, finally, he, he, he he just puts it all out there. He shows his cards. He said, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. Remember that? In Exodus 13. Moses split the seed. They were in the wilderness. Our fathers ate man in the wilderness because he gave them bread from heaven to eat. But Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my heavenly Father who gives you that true bread from heaven, daily bread from heaven. So the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst again. Can I get an amen, somebody? Can I tell you, listen to me. There are a lot of things in this planet that we try to to grab or touch or to seize or take. We feel satisfied. There's a lot of things in this earth that we say, Man, I'm hungry. Maybe after lunch, uh, after church today, you're going to go to lunch. And some of you, you're going to be like, Where do you want to eat? I don't know where you want to eat. And that takes about 20 minutes, and finally you go somewhere and eat. (laughs) But for some of us, maybe we try to be satisfied through a relationship. And we say, I'm so empty inside, but someone likes me, so I'm going to pursue them and date them. and I promise you, you feel satisfied for a little bit. Maybe a week or a month, a couple months, six months, a year. But that satisfaction will eventually go away. Maybe you're in this room and you'll say, man, if I just have the, a better job, man, I can get satisfied again. Man, if you go to that job and all of a sudden you quit that job, you get a better job, more pay, more benefits, all those different things. It's going to help for a little while. But eventually, you're going to be hungry again. Maybe there's a price point if you're young in this room and you're like, I want a career. I want to make this much money. What's going to happen is you're going to step on people, hustle people. You're going to get there. You're going to get to that point, that position, that pay grade. And when you get all that money, you're going to go, I have it all, but I'm still hungry. I'm not satisfied. Can I just tell you, satisfaction happens internally, not externally. Man, this is only temporary. This is Permanent. When you say, Jesus, I need you today. Give me today my daily bread. Give me today my daily bread. I don't want to survive. I want to thrive. And you know someone who's thriving? You know someone who's generous? is someone who's secure in the Father. Boy, my dad's got me. My heavenly Father, he wants to bring down heaven into my life he wants to give me daily bread. He wants to give me daily bread. Maybe you're here today and you say, what's daily bread? I'm going to challenge some folks in this room today. It's God's Word. And a lot of times you might hear this in church and say, hey, come, come on. Come on. Read His Word. All right? Right now we've got Bibles on the side. Take it home and just read it. I want to encourage you. Maybe you need a devotional to help you with that Word. Maybe you need a Uversion Bible app. and Uversion app, there's, you know, there's like Discover. And then there's read, and that's just Bible reading. But then they have, like, search or devotionals. Man, do a Bible in a year, chronological Bible in a year. Man, pair up with somebody in this church and be like, yo, I, I need to read my Bible more. How about you? Like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never encountered someone that's like, I'm already reading it, you know, <laughs> a thousand times a day, you know. But find somebody and you be friends on YouVersion app. And you can see, if you're reading the Bible every single day, you can comment on there and say, I don't understand this, or this is what I think it is. Make it a new version of that, but maybe find a devotional that will help you to read God's Word. Man, there's so many devotionals that I love. I love uh, Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, uh, uh, gems from the hidden, uh, Greeks from the hidden Gems. There's all these devotionals that I have. Because sometimes I'll read God's Word, and sometimes I won't feel satisfied at the moment because I don't understand it. The devotional will help me connect it, and all of a sudden I'll leave. Oh, God, thank you. I never saw it that way. Can I tell you, I've always known what daily bread meant. But, man, now it means something to me. Man, it means something to me. That this is God's church, and he's building it. Man, I am God's child. He's building me. You are God's child, and he's building you. We're all on a spiritual journey. But he's going to provide for our personal and our spiritual needs. I love this prayer. Man, pray. Use God's, the Lord's prayer as a pattern, not a substitute. Say, uh, uh, Father, you're, uh, 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 my father, my my dad, my father who's in heaven. I don't want you to be fake about it. Your first prayer might be, um, our father who's in heaven. I didn't have a good dad, so I don't know what it's like to have a good God. I don't know what it's like. Well, can you show me? Can you teach me? How is your name? Man, God, you're so holy. And because you're so holy and perfect, I feel disgusting. Man, I feel terrible. Man, I, man, you know all that I've done. You know my thoughts. You know my heart. And guess what? God's not sitting in heaven going, how dare you talk to me that way? God's sitting in heaven going, finally, I want them to know God not religion. I want them to know God, not repetition. I want them to know God as, my, as, as, as their Savior, as their Father, so they can find freedom, so they can discover their purpose, so they can make an eternal difference. Because there are other people in their life just like you. Just pray. Just pray. But may also small groups. That's your daily bread right there. Small groups. Can I tell you, even though we're on the basketball team, I'm satisfied after we lose 99 to 27 on Sunday night. Come on, when I I get up there, I am satisfied when it's airball after airball, and I'm following people. I'm satisfied, because that's my small groups. We're doing life together. Small groups and community, but also serving. There's a book called Pathways. We're going to introduce that into the connect track. But into connect, excuse me. And serving means there's different pathways. For many in this room, we feel closer to God when we're reading. We're out there in nature. When I see the ocean, I'm close to God right there, you know. Matt, we feel close to God when we're serving. And you're making a difference. Daily bread. Daily bread. So God's word, prayer, small groups. I double dog dare you. Start this this week. Start this tomorrow. Begin to have a conversation with God. Prayer is more than just talking to Him, but it's also sitting and listening. I love this. Jesus said, For the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and He gives life to the world. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. This fires me up because John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the bread has come. I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Every single day you can have life because Jesus died so we can live. Jesus died so we can be satisfied. Come on. I'll calm down. I'll do Jericho march. Do me a favor. If you're watching online, get your juice or your carb out, cracker your bread. If you're here in our worship experience. Take this little cup out. This is totally portable. And here's what I love on the very top of this, you got a piece of plastic. You can tear that off and be careful because you got the bread on the top. Right here is the bread. Delicious manna from heaven. Here's the bread. And Then you peel it again on the purple. And be very careful. but right there. If you're watching it online, this is all very new to us. All right? We have new manna from heaven. And it's this awesome stuff. And so there you have your juice. Now, I want to preach on this for a moment because Jesus, he gets his guys together. I love that. Twelve disciples were there, but they also believed Mary was there as well. And Jesus, and so when the hour came, he reclined at the tables, At the table, the apostles with him. And he took the cup, and he had given thanks. And he said, take this, divide it amongst yourselves. But then he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread. He broke it. And that was symbolic, because Jesus said, I'm the bread from heaven. He broke it, which symbolizes what was going to take place on the cross. And Jesus was going to get beaten and bruised, chastised. He, Jesus said, I'm going to break so you don't have to be broken. So he broke the bread, and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which was given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. He said, it's great to remember what God did for Moses and the Israelites personally, but what I want you to do is remember what I did for you spiritually. I'm your daily bread. I'm your daily nourishment. I'm your daily satisfaction. I'll meet all your needs according to God's praise and to God's glory. Why, did, why is this so significant? Because Jesus went to the cross and he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed or broken for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Jesus said, when you do communion, you're remembering that I died so you can live. I died so you can be satisfied. So I'm so grateful that our God in heaven, said I'm the bread of life. I'm going to be broken. I'm going to be placed on the cross so we can be free, we can be healed, we can be satisfied. So do me a favor. Will you stand with me, please? I would love to take this communion with you. And may I encourage you, and Paul says in, to, the, to the Corinthian church, he says, examine your heart. So every head bowed, every eye closed, just want you to examine your heart today. Father, your word says for your treasuries of your heart is. Father, I repent. My heart's been in the wrong place. Say, Jesus met. I've been dependent on me, myself, and I. I had no idea that you're a God in heaven who loves us so much that you want to provide for our personal needs, for our spiritual needs. Jesus, thank you. Over 2,000 years ago, you died on the cross. You paid the penalty of my sin. Man, you got me out of jail, so I can live, live life, and life abundantly. So the night that Jesus was betrayed. He took the cup. He said, drink this in remembrance of me. We have grape juice in our cups because that is red, and red represents the blood that was shed on the cross. That by his wounds and by his blood, we are healed. Father, thank you. We'll never forget. We'll always remember that you died on the cross for healing today. So if you're here today, I want you to take the bread, take the cup. I want you to break the bread. Say, Jesus, thank you. For being broken so I don't have to break. In Jesus' name, take the bread, eat it real quick. I want you to take the cup and say, Jesus, by your stripes, I'm completely healed. I'm completely healed. I'm completely healed. In Jesus' name, drink the cup. Put the cup down, please. And I always want you to just raise two hands to heaven. I want you to sing the song with us today. I want you to say, Jesus, thank you for being my heavenly father. Jesus, thank you that you're so holy. You're so perfect. You're so good. Father, I pray you bring down the benefits of heaven into my life today. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, worship team. We can bring up a little louder. We want us to raise our hands and say, God, thank you that you died so i can live again thank you that you died so today at avenue church i can leave here satisfied satisfied father i bind every worry every worry thought every anxiety father we bind and we remove it in the mighty name of jesus god i thank you. You're going to take care of us. Father, I thank you. You know exactly what we need and when we need it. God, thank you that you're our heavenly Father. Thank you that you have blessings for us here in this auditorium, here in this worship experience today. Father, thank you for daily bread today. In Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus'
0: name. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, I thank you. You're healing people in this room today. Father, I thank you. You're even removing the blind lies of the enemy. Father, you're setting us free today. Father, I love Summer at Avenue Church. It's the time of your presence. The Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're doing in this house today. If you're in this room today, every hip up, every eye closed, maybe you're here today. And that word, satisfaction, felt a little foreign to you. Maybe you'll feel satisfied. You're saying, Pastor, I've I've tried everything, and I'm still not satisfied. Maybe you feel like you have any purpose. Or maybe there's an inkling. Maybe you know there's something, but you can't pinpoint it. Maybe you walked in this place today with no hope, no joy. Maybe today was literally a Hail Mary, a last attempt to feel any form of satisfaction. Can I just tell you, with every headbutt and my eye closed, that I would be so bold to say that Jesus has a satisfaction guarantee for you. And that is a relationship with him, a real relationship with the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. If that's you today, I would love to pray with you. I would love to help you in a prayer that helps you just to take a step closer on your spiritual journey so you can know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. Every single one of us, we pray this prayer, not once, but many times, because we're all on a spiritual journey. And if that's you today, man, out of total privacy, will not single you out, will not embarrass you. I want to know who I'm praying for today. And I believe faith without works is dead. There's something powerful about putting a hand up and put it right back down. So if that's you today and you say, Pastor, no one's looking around, but I want to pray that prayer. I want to know God. So I can go like my spiritual journey. If that's you, just put a hand up, put it right back down. Yes, yes. Anyone else? Up. Yes, up. Right back down. Yes, anyone else? Anyone else? Yes, I see you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just up right back down man thank you jesus so let's all pray this prayer together because how many know we don't pray alone avenue church we do nothing alone because we're a community of believers serving the same heavenly father so everyone in this room lift your voice say dear jesus say thank you say thank you for paying for what i did say thank you for dying on the cross say repent of my sins say be lord of my life say the best way you know how I'm gonna live for you, the best way I know how. I'm gonna depend on you. So give us this day our daily bread because I now know who I am, I'm saved.